Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coast to Coast, the hockey podcast. My name is March, and I'm joined with Danny once again. 2024, here it is. Our first episode of the year, I'm pretty sure. Right, Danny? Yes, and I'm ready to go to 2025 already. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. We were just talking about uh, weather here a second ago here in Vancouver. It's uh, got our first snowfall, and it's uh, pandemonium. And the first thing Danny says is that it's like uh, minus 100 in Calgary. So um, there you go. Um, you got good insulation. Good. Do you have heating in your house? <laughs> no, we we just we just believe in uh, you know warm feelings. That's it. <laughs> well, warm feelings uh, and vodka. That's, that's I thought they eat. said heat, right? Oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. I uh, got some pink Whitney here that gets mm. me get, gets me hot. I thought they said heat rises. Um, my floor is freezing, so I'll be suffering with cold feet this entire episode. But anyways, um, before we get started, so today we're just going to be going over some, or I'll say tonight, uh, we'll just be going over some things around the league, um, talking about uh, certain teams and maybe some resolutions for them, as well as some some news. There's been a lot that's gone on as of late. Um, before we get started, I might as well mention, uh, be sure to follow us on all major social media platforms at C2C THP, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You'll find our episodes there. So, Danny, what do you want to start with? Uh, Montreal, as we usually do? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, last time we talked was uh, it was that Carolina game, and then there's a few games uh, to end the year. But uh, since then, there's been a few games in January so far, including one tonight, uh, another back-to-back loss uh, against San Jose. So, um, uh, how was the month the month of January for you when it comes to the Habs? Uh, I've actually watched um, quite a bit here. I didn't watch today's game against the San Jose Sharks. I did watch um, yesterday's. Um, I know we won a couple here. Uh, we won against Dallas Stars uh, last week as well as um, the New York Rangers, which that was a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been getting kind of, uh, you know, shit kicked a little bit here. Um quite a yep. few losses, especially since that uh, Carolina game. We recorded just before that game, and they lost 5-3. And then they had back-to-back in uh, in Florida with Tampa Bay and Florida, and they both lost those games. Um, seems there's a seems there's a lot um, going on here with these, um, these games in terms of goals against average. There's a lot. Usually we're le- letting in about four goals at least. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say I think it was – I think it was on against the Rangers. We had the Sam Montembeau with his masterclass so. performance. Yeah. Yes, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really fun game. I think that's the highlight since our last episode out of all these Montreal games. But that was a really fun one. Um, yeah, I, I like the one with the stars. It's kind of was eye opening for me just because seeing the stars uh, in their rebuild, retool while being a contender, the whole thing that they have <laughs> going on. Um, you remember we made fun of uh, their goalie Wedgwood. Uh, oh yeah, that was that was hilarious as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, imagine if they had like a like a Demko or or, uh, or even a Montambo. So, um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, even in this game, yeah, Scott Wedgwood he had a seven seven eight save <laughs> percentage and he only let in three goals. Like the guy had yeah. like ten ten shots in the game. Yep, that was. Uh, I I I specifically remember this one being maybe one of the slowest offensive games I've seen and Montreal 100%. pulled through. It's very interesting, especially the Montreal. I don't know what you would consider this team um, being the fact that 
they they can take it to the Rangers, who are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, do these outstanding games and perform. Like it's just like you look at this team and you're like, wow. And then they play San Jose tonight and it's flat. And their their, their uh, identity has been unpredictability for the last yeah. ten years, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think Just, yeah. I I was expecting you to say over the last couple of months, but I was wanting even you to say. That. Well, yeah. no, I, that's the thing. I wanted you to say uh, over the you know even Bergevin era, like mm-hmm. it's been like this forever because they all. Yeah. Like, except maybe, well, even then when they were dominating the seasons, like in 2014-15, they could lose on any given night because they were really just relying on one person to help them, yep. which was Price. And if he had a bad game, that was a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like, you know, sometimes Suzuki and Caulfield will, will, will be clicking and, as well, you know, Slavkovsky as well. And and we'll have Montemo net or we have Jake Allen in net and, uh, you know, our goal scorers are Gallagher and Savard. So... Um, that's right. That's yeah. that's a that's a recipe for disaster. But yeah, I don't know. I but I I'm appreciative of that Rangers game, and um, I'm glad Montembeau got the he definitely got the recognition after that Zibanejad move. He did try to do that Forsberg, and I totally thought that was in. I thought I said to myself, I said, we just got embarrassed, mm-hmm. and. Then I saw him do that. And I thought it was in for a second. I thought he's pulling it out of the net, but he saved it. But you were appreciative of the saves he made at the end of OT. <laughs> Not only that, uh, I kind of caused the OT there, if you saw the tweets. Uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> I think we're, we're about like to win 3-1 or 4-1 or whatever. And okay. not, not sorry. Yeah, 2-1. You remember like when I said, oh, Montambo was amazing. And, and as soon as I saw oh, yeah. the goals started getting in. So uh, Yeah, uh, so Danny does this <laughs> thing where he'll tweet, uh, oh, great save by young uh, Patrick Waugh or something. And, <laughs> and then the, here comes Samuel Montembeau. <laughs> uh, four goals against average, and it's like I told Danny one time, delete the bloody tweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's got it's cursed us. So, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that for the most part, not a whole lot. Uh, I guess these past couple games have been, eh. We play the Oilers on Saturday. I think that's gonna be a fun game. Um, Oilers in that, Colorado. That was a mismanagement. I think that was a mismanagement on. Okay. If I'm looking at this week here, it's easier for me because I'm 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 second guessing here. But at the same time, I'm looking at the week. You have Philadelphia. You have Philadelphia Primo, and yeah. then you have a team that you should technically win against with the with the San Jose Sharks. And then you go in with your number one goalie. And it's also at home. So you said, okay, well maybe they won the two points because they're not guaranteed with the Oilers. Um, but then you have the Oilers and Colorado coming up next. So what do you do? Do you put Montembeau in three games in a row or what? Uh, because yeah. I'm telling you right now, if they're going to put uh, at home Allen on Saturday, it's like going to be a 9-0. You know, like, um, <laughs> yeah, McDavid, yeah, McDavid is, is back. McDavid is back. He's, he's well, the no Oilers are that. back. Yeah. The Oilers were, I, if you don't recall, the Oilers were worse, the worst, one yeah. of the worst teams, at least in the league for the first yeah. couple of weeks. And they're, I, I, it was like a blink of an eye and I checked the standings and they're probably going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah. Um, McDavid is back and yeah like well we got the break so I definitely could see Allen going in because the way you got to look at it is um, especially with this upcoming schedule um, they've got Oilers and Avs so you got to look at the offensive power 
and then they have a back-to-back with the the Devils and the Sens. Mm-hmm. So they probably maybe we'll see another primo there. Maybe the Devils or or Ottawa, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting what they like. I I haven't noticed exactly what they've been doing with the goaltenders because I'm like, and the, and I was like, well, why is why? Saint Louis explained it. He said uh, we're playing Montembeau twice as the two others. He said, but it. it twice as much as the two others. Yeah, or at least as much as them, I think. Or, yeah, but it doesn't feel yeah. like it because it's like every other game I either see Allen or Primo. Yeah. yeah like what? Know. Like. Like like when we start to lose, which has been recently been you know <laughs> yeah. we've been losing. Uh, I feel like it's it's been because like tonight the Sharks, which by the way, so the Sharks had 35 shots on goal. Montembeau loses the game, but he walks out with a 9.14 save percentage, so still very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, Montreal takes eight penalty minutes. But one thing I'm noticing here in the past couple of games is, you know, 45% on the faceoffs uh, tonight. Um, I think yesterday against the Flyers, uh, they had, yeah, exa- same thing, 45% on the faceoffs. Montreal is one of the best faceoff teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I think they're top, they're definitely top Is it top Montreal five. or is it Monaghan? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually Suzuki too. He's got 50, Suzuki? Okay. 56% on the faceoffs right now. Uh, Monaghan's also very good, but m- for the most part, um, Montreal is succeeding at the faceoffs. Um, so, but the thing is, past couple games, you know, they lose by one goal, and um, they both both those losses come with 45% faceoffs. So you lose. So if you swap those faceoff ratings, maybe you get more possession, maybe you win the game. So it's that that easy. I think against the Rangers here, Montreal had I was at 50%, so it was exactly in half. And they took less penalty minutes. So Montreal is interesting. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is the Philadelphia Flyers at the end of overtime. Um, mm-hmm. It was mentioned today that I think it was, do you remember the name of the player? Was it Owen Tippett? For what? Or uh, fastest recorded skating speed in the NHL this season. They posted it today. Really? Um, no, I didn't see it, Yeah, it was all over. Um, okay all over the uh and then i just want to get my facts right here because i did retweet it it is yeah owen tippett um he skated i think 24 miles an hour or something like that and this this is twitter account heat daddy he made a pretty good <laughs> at heat daddy 69 420 so there you go um, it's a good username yeah. <laughs> he's uh i think he's really on board with um like he's a good friend of spit and checklets and stuff so Okay. Um, he posted and he says, uh, "Quote: uh, Who gives an f how fast Tippett was skating when Gooley is legit pacing him skating backwards and making and makes a great play? Uh, am I the only guy willing to cover the game of hockey the right way? So, um, it, I, I recommend someone to rewatch that. So this guy's skating 25 miles an hour and Caden Gooley makes. I, I remember diff- seeing that. Yeah. And and he's skating backwards. And he's and he's pacing him like like Tippett's gaining some ground, but he doesn't get a good shot on net. He gets an opportunity, but I don't even think he actually gets a shot on net. I think Gooley pokes it. Yeah. So the whole way down the ice, he's skating backwards, and it's so I think it's just like Montreal is one of the best teams in the NHL for offense or goals by defensemen, as well. I think we're second in the league last time I checked, only second to Colorado. 
Um, a lot of our goals have come from our back end. Um, and I think it comes from guys and and some of the play comes from these guys as well, like like Gooley and stuff like that, like these young defensemen. Our defense has definitely improved from the past couple of years of being quote unquote young. Although we have Savard and Matheson still there, I think this defense is proving that it's certain it, it it's proving that it's getting better. Not only yeah. offensively with these goals, but on plays just like that where you can put these guys in OT and they're 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 poking away pucks on breakaways from the fastest skaters in the NHL. Um, meanwhile, like maybe this guy goes right by like a headman or a Burns. So I'm well, that, I mean, that's something I was I really we talked about in. this. I think we talked about this like in the maybe the second or the third episode we ever did. I asked you point blank, do you think the the, the defense score is set for a contender? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's so what are your thoughts at this point? Do I think it's given set for everything. a contender? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, giving the growth and, and the maturity and two, three years from now and all that stuff. Oh, I think it's um, I the thing is this, like, I think. Uh, I think right now we're putting our chips, I think Montreal's putting their chips on the on the younger. So like Hudson and Ryan Brocker, they got upside potential, but we don't know what they'll bring. Yeah. So I'm if I'm looking at contender, I wouldn't am, do I see positive growth here yes because guys like struble and harris and Gooley and and matheson are making great plays and playing well and all these things but at the same time since they're putting their chips on those young guys who have not proved anything yet i can't say for sure because who knows if we say okay well hudson and uh Mayu and um reinbach are coming in so that means okay uh harris uh struble matheson you're all out so now that's a completely different defense core. And maybe we've put ourselves in a different situation because we got rid of Struble and Harris to put in and then Hudson's less defensive. So you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. still not proven because this isn't the defense core that's going to be here in two, three years. I mean, we, you and I both know that we have a surplus of defensemen. Yeah. It's not a good, bad problem to have, but at the same time, you got to make the right choice on who you put. You can't, like, you can't get it wrong. I mean, yeah, exactly. If, if like, you trade you away example like, like Harris and, he becomes something big and then you kept Baron who goes down like Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to and even saying like 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 I'm a fan of I'm not a fan, but I, I would say certain guys like Harris and Struble and, and even Jack Eye and, and certain players like that and Baron are expendable, but at the same time if you're bringing guys in to replace those guys and they're worse, you kind of kicked yourself in the butt. And not saying that Reinbach and Hudson can be worse than those guys, but there's always a possibility because you, you don't know what they're going to do at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. So here's to hoping. But guys like Gooley are here to stay. Um, I would assume uh, Struble's definitely got a job. I would like to see him. Like It would be nice to have him and Jack Eye on the third pairing or something. That'd be really smart. Um, but um, who knows what they want in terms of veteran leadership. I think, like I said, Matheson, I, I would like to see him traded, but that's that's for another conversation. When is the deadline, by the way? Isn't it in February or something? Um, usually it's end of February, beginning of March. I can look it up. But, uh, uh, okay, because I always... It's I March 8th. It's okay, because I, I can never recall. I, I kind of have a recollection of it only because of NHL franchise mode. That is the only reason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's coming up, and I yeah. don't know. If, I 
I really wonder, considering Montreal's a 500 hockey team, what they'll consider on doing. Oh, I'm telling I, you, I'll be very angry if they start thinking that they're going to make the playoffs and we need to make a push. And fuck, screw that. I, I don't think no they pushes. will. I, I'll be angry if they do nothing. I'll be angry if they do nothing, and I'll be angry if they get people make a push. Yeah. We don't yeah. need the people. There's no push needed. What if it's a Kirby Doc thing where you trade uh, your first round pick that you got from Calgary because who who the hell needs a 25th overall pick or something? Mm-hmm. Like, like I would, I wouldn't mind. I don't care for the, unless it's the right move, but I don't care for that type of move. Like that's acquiring players, but it's doing the same thing they did for new hook and doc. And it seems to fit their mold, like getting a young player, but you don't need to get like a new hook. Like Doc and New Hook are good. Pl- I consider decent players. Like Doc's better than New Hook. But at the same time, there's no specialty. Like you need to get. Like don't just spend these assets on just young guys because they're young. Like they got to have something to bring to the table. And if it's just oh well they can play minutes, I don't care for that. They need to be able to shoot well or, or skate like the wind or or penalty kill machine. Like I don't care. If, and I feel like that's what New Hook to me is. Like, he's just been a player. Like, he's not been the player. Yeah. Uh, Doc has kind of transitioned into the player. He's he's strong. He's, he's you know, he's very smart with the puck. He's got a good shot. He's got good vision. That's something you want to acquire. So if they acquire something like that, perfect. But if they just go out and, you know, trade for some guy, uh, you know what, what a good candidate that doesn't have much maybe on defense because I'm looking at the list here, and I'm looking at teams that are rebuilding right now. I know we're deviating here from the Habs here a little bit, but I'm just mm-hmm. looking at I'm looking at teams that are rebuilding. That we know that are rebuilding. I mm-hmm. Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and what I'm trying to get at here is basically these rebuilding teams. They don't need defense. I'm looking at Buffalo, Darlene, uh, Owen Power, whoever you know. Uh, yeah. Senators. They have Chikrin and and Shabbat and Sanderson and. You know they could they could use a Kovacevic. You know they could use a, a Jackai. They could use a, um, mm-hmm. a Struble. You know I, I, Struble would be amazing with the Senators, right? Like mm-hmm. you, if you can get something from them. But like I'm looking at Anaheim and I'm looking at all these teams that already have a lot of defensemen. Maybe San Jose is the only one that doesn't have um, young defensemen. Even though we did see some good ones tonight in the game. By the way, there was a very good defenseman tonight. Uh, a young guy forgot his name, but. Um, Seattle is another team that uh, you know, they're not really rebuilding, but they could use also some fresh blood uh, uh, other than veneers and 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 chin, right? Like in the back, like a an established, you know, like a, imagine if a Mayu went there and we got something really ex- uh, uh, impressive from Seattle. So the point I'm trying to make is we we had an interview this week with Kent Hughes who went on the Antisham and and it made headlines uh, he did mention he didn't really div- reveal a lot but he did mention that we we see the the rebuild as in three stages and he actually called it a rebuild and he said we see the rebuild in two, in three stages and the first one is is uh, acquiring assets and that's where we are right now and we should be done with this very very soon and now is what do you do with these assets? And um, then he talked about the next two drafts where he have a lot of picks. And obviously, he said, obviously, we're not going to uh, draft all these players. So I, I see a lot of trades coming up. I see a lot okay. of trades coming. Um, and that, that's coming from him. Even though he didn't reveal much that night, other than Struble likes to cook eggs in his kitchen. Um, 
it's true. True story. Sometimes he goes home, he can't use, and he finds Trouble in his house uh, alone with nobody <laughs> else. Yeah, it's true. Seriously. He's like friends <laughs> with his kids and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'll crazy. find you there. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he always says, like, it's, he's a funny character. Like, uh, for no reason, he'll be in my house with nobody else in the house. And he's just, like, making eggs and stuff. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what this defense. Uh, I think it's getting also pretty clear that when you look at the top nine, even the top six or even the top nine, um, a lot of the players that are, that are currently on the roster are not the answer either no um a lot i know i'm talking harvey pinard i'm talking armia i'm talking well forget about armia but i'm talking like uh josh anderson I'm, yeah Gallagher. you name yeah. it yolan uh, even monahan like these are these are substitutes and and so and and you need to because monahan, monahan and matheson are the same same age but you don't see yourself building around monahan but you definitely <laughs> see Matheson sticking around until he's 32 or whatever, right? So, I don't know, not to you, but personally, but you know what I mean. Like they gave him the A, and yeah, they don't want, yeah. So, but knows? that's a player like Monahan would do so much for a contender, and and Matheson would do so much for a playoff team. Like, like if so, for example, like you would send Monahan with his contract to um, you know, the Rangers or yeah, um to the Canucks or, or mm-hmm. something like that oh, yeah. as a third line center and, and win you face offs and penalty kill, like, holy mackerel, that's, you could get a haul for that. Um, you know, like looking at the Vancouver Canucks and their prospect pool, especially, you know, just touching on the world juniors, looking at the United States that won the gold medal team, Sweden, who lost, uh, came in second filled with Canucks. Okay. Um, the uh, Canuck player, Canuck prospect, Jonathan Leckermacki, uh, won, the MVP, I believe it was Leckermacki, yeah, one of was. the the three. Yeah. They had Elias Pettersson there. Um, <laughs> um, you know that like, and these are, and they had Volander. So they had a forward who is, uh, I think, 15th overall. Volander, who's 10th overall, and uh, Pettersson, who's a second round pick defenseman. All fantastic prospects. They could easily shed one of these guys. Like they even got Podkolz and they got Hoglander, who are riding the bottom six in the NHL and are, are sought off, sought off young players. Like yeah. if they want to, they, they have the assets to, to give, to, to go out and, and spend for someone like Monaghan, who is a bona fide. Okay. The, uh, I was going to say he's a bona fide, great player. The only concern with him is the injury, but he's been okay so far, but, you go out and get that. Mike Matheson is it? You send Mike Matheson to a team like the Minnesota Wild, who haven't, who, who are struggling every year to get there, and they just need that extra piece. And you know, like, and I feel like their defense of Spurgeon and Brodine, that's come on. Like Matheson's, if he goes in there, slots in there, this guy's getting almost point per game with with guys like Zuccarello and and Kraftsov. So, and and he signed, you know. For the next few years at a cheap cap hit and he's around the same age as some of your guys for this run so that's a perfect trade right so um i like what you said about kent hughes there in terms of you know this first stage gaining assets um they do yeah. need to gain assets and they need and to, they, they need a lot more than this i, I can't they, imagine that this is this is enough 
Yeah, they need to gain assets, and they also need to either use those. Yeah, they have to use those assets properly. Whether because you like you said, you're not going to draft all these guys, and and there's no point in drafting 20 um, second half 15 players in the first round because yeah. only like two of those guys are going to hit, and they're not even going to be elite level players. Um, you need to take these picks and make a trade, and you know Kent Hughes, you know might have lost a couple, but you know he's not he's He's a ballsy guy who's first draft, first in the NHL draft, this guy. He makes a trade for Kirby Doc. So um, who knows? We we might see something coming up, but I don't know about the trade deadline, though. The positive here is the cap hits going up. That's the only positive. There's always been that, uh, that stagnant thing of, okay, well, no one's making moves because no one has money. Well, I, th- I think people are starting to get money. Um, also, you mentioned a young defenseman on the San Jose Sharks. Are you talking about Callan Addison? Not sure. I mean, he scored a goal tonight, so it's pretty easy to find. But uh, Oh, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it. Nikita Okyochuk. Can you repeat that again? No, I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> I'm never going to say it again. Um, anyways, yeah, he's, if Zadina had a, an assist. Yeah. See, the San Jose Sharks, like you got Thomas Hurdle... Mikhail Granlin, like these guys. Couture, are like, don't forget to Couture as well. He's there. Like, but like, you know, if I was one of these guys, I'd say, what am I doing? Like, what am yeah. I doing with my life? Like, like yeah. I'm gonna spend the rest of my days uh, playing for nothing. Like, uh, I'm playing with Hoonan and Zetterland and all Koychuk. Like, no one cares about this. That's man. the one. Like, That's the guy. Koychuk. 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 Yeah. yeah, he got a and Eklund has He's the one who scored a nice goal tonight. Actually, Mikhail Granlund has a lot of goals here. Jeez. Yeah, we should consider adding him to the fantasy league. Uh, Zetterland has more goals than our top goal scorers on our team. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Montreal has the bottom uh, top goal scorer in the league. Like our top goal scorer is the worst. Um, I think we it's eleven, Suzuki. So there you go. Yeah, Josh Anderson um, and Gallagher at seven. Um, I'm looking at, uh, so I, I guess, okay, and tonight also ma- uh, marked the return of uh, Harvey Pinard. Uh, yeah. Zero factor. I can tell you no one saw him in the game. Uh, and I and I predicted zero. this before the game. You predicted um, this before the season. You said, like, I'm not convinced that this guy is the, is the real deal. Last year, I, I, I'm going to admit, I got I got cut into this whole thing. The, the whole with him and uh, Suzuki and... Coffee, oh wow, you know, and then you, I think yeah. I remember you saying, Oh no, this is not the answer here, yeah. Um, because, um, it's it's a little bit of the Byron effect. The guy scored 21 goals, um, yeah. 20 goals two seasons in a row, uh, bottom six player playing that can play up and down the lineup. Um, the thing about Byron that made him so serviceable is that he was so good at so many other things as well. Yep. His yep. speed, his his def- his his penalty killing. Um, concern about Raphael Raphael is Harvey Pernard is he had his great start to the season like the guy was like Ovechkin, and you know everyone was hyped and he doesn't have those assets that can put him into other parts of the lineup and he's like okay well he's not scoring but he's he's so invaluable or so so valuable to this team because he's great for the penalty call great for this i i the guy could be scratched i could care less right now so um 
and I expected it tonight. Um, I I did kind of tweet. Some, I yeah, I tweeted into a group chat today. Um, the because in our group chat, someone had posted Harvey Pinard was coming back, and I posted another one, and I said zero. I I don't even care that he's coming back because just like there's no hype. Okay, and I think I think it's a shame that we didn't do anything about that. I don't like in terms of trading him, but no one is going to buy into it because it's just an off season. Um, he had to play high minutes and he was just clicking. Maybe he can bring that back if he gets serviced on a third line with proper like Joshua Waugh. That'd be nice. I think he played well in Laval as well with other players, but you don't have to build around this. Like you can get someone that does what. Uh, Harvey Pinard does and you know for cheaper and maybe better so that's all I have to say about that um okay you want to move off Montreal and talk about some other things here any last thoughts on on this generic guy we got Buffalo <laughs> Philip uh, so there uh, so, so I immediately thought Philip Mishar and I thought this was a big trade like this is how you know everyone talks about how the NHL like is is doesn't have what the NBA has, which is like, you know, blockbuster after blockbuster. And I always mm -hmm. said to myself, I don't like that. I prefer the small little trades because then the big ones are really meaningful. Um, but at the same time, it'd be nice if it wasn't some garbage trade like this uh, yeah. <laughs> that was popping up on my feed. Um, you know, I... I'm interested in, you talked about Anna, Anaheim earlier. I am looking at Trevor Zegras. Um, I saw some mock trade proposals on yeah. uh, Twitter today that are quite interesting. I would be after him. You, you immediately regain not only one player, you also get Caulfield back, I'm telling you. Immediately. I, 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 I do agree about that, too. Um, yeah. He is injured um, for a little while here. Yeah, two months. But, but you, you have to look at the you have to look at the Ducks. They got uh, McTavish. They got Gauthier. You know, like, they got Carlson. Do they need Zegers? Is this an expendable player? And I think, I think with our plethora of defensemen, and they just got rid of a defenseman, you know, maybe a trade works here. Uh, we get I think that. they're all set on defense, but if that's not the case, then by all means. I uh, considering they just got rid of Drysdale, but I I might be. I'd be mad here. if we lose something. Yeah, I'd be mad if I if we lose something like Mayu or whatever. But like if they want Harris or I I consider there's like two tiers, a three tiers of of uh, there's the untouchables. So you know, Elaine Hudson, a um, um, a Gooley for me, these two are like untouchables when it comes to uh, prospects. Or I think they were called uh, blue chip prospects. So for me, like mm. these two are blue chip prospects. Um, then there's a se second layer where I'd, I'd really have to have something really significant coming back to me. So this is for me like um, uh, Mayu. Uh, I really like Mayu a lot. So I would say Mayu, and I would okay. say you're, you're definitely not going to agree with this, but also Jackai in that list as well, where it's like, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember all the other ones. And then you have the bottom the bottom tier where for me is like, you know, Harris. A Struble, I would put him with Mayu and, and Jaikai, to be honest with you. Um, I like what I'm seeing from him. But for me, like uh, Harris and 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 Baron and uh, 
and those other guys, like for me, they're like expendable. So if Anaheim, imagine if Anaheim bites and takes like a first round pick, a Harris and a and a whatever for Zegers, that would that would be amazing. Um, I understand your. I don't see it with my you. I understand the whole thing with Jacky because personally, I think like a lot of teams would kill to have this type of player. I wouldn't say this type of defenseman. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on his defensive capabilities but at the same time um the nhl as much as we want to say it's all skill and young kids it's still rough and you do need some people up there to rough and tough guys and jack Eye is exactly that um and 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 you don't need to and and that's why teams are recycling the same old bozos gudis ryan reeves all these hacks and hmm. you get some young blood, new blood, who, you know, six, whatever, six, three, six, four, big defenseman, who plays, who eats bottom minutes. Um, great kid. This is, this is a player teams would love. So, yeah, I do agree. Like I, I but I do get upset at his, his defensive stuff, but, yeah. um, and my, you, eh, I, I could, you know, he's a, he's definitely offensive. Okay. Like the guy is, is definitely an offensive tool, but the thing is when I see that, I see a Baron. Um, I, well, I mean, I, you know, like yeah. the Habs coverage has really picked up since the new year and I've been watching yeah. more of that. And I've been hearing uh firsthand stories about my U of, um, of him starting the season in Laval in a, with a very poor attitude, very immature player. And he was like, always, uh, dancing or not dancing, but like always, you know, messing around and and doing some some funny business and stuff like that. And his teammates actually didn't like him so much that they were always cutting his skates, uh, the laces, mm. always. Wow. And now, yeah, and now apparently he's like, on his days off, he would go hang out with Byron's family, or he would go like um, uh, to, to watch local games of of his other prospects and the Canadians and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, so. I don't know. We'll we'll see what comes out of that. Uh, I think it's, I'll send you that uh, clip. There, I think they found the uh, archives of um, Mark Bergevin's uh, rehabilitation program yeah. that he had uh, implemented when they drafted him. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, this is so. actually. Uh, I was looking at the Ducks picks. The Ducks have like zero picks in the next three years. Montreal has a lot. Um, not as much as we used to, but you know, like uh, two. Two sec in 2025, we got two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds, and two fourths. Like this is, like, come on, this is expendable. Like just, and we're gonna get more assets. I mean, you could pack a couple, you know, a second and a first and a, a prospect. You can get a player. Um, I was gonna say also the Ducks do not have defensemen. Uh, yeah, they don't have defensemen. Uh, they no, got I think you're wrong about this actually. I, I'm looking at their cap friendly right now. Yeah, no, right um, now it's all trash. Like no, but I'm stuff. looking at their non-roster players too. Um, but they're they've been known to have some. Uh, I have to disagree here. Just give me a second. I'm, I'm looking for it because they they are known to have the best defense prospect pool right now. Did you um, know that? Yeah, I don't know who's. Um, here I'll tell you right now. I mean, because... I like uh, the only guy I like here. There's two of them, and and one I'm, I like, one I don't much but there's noah warren and there's olin zellweger um, yeah, zellweger you got minty kov minty minty kov or whatever pavel minty kov okay uh you have tristan luno as well okay um trying to see the other names zellweger you already mentioned him um yeah they had drysdale not anymore 
I think that's it. Yeah, but to yeah. tell you the truth, I wouldn't even. I'm just gonna say this, like maybe yeah. I'm just speaking out of my ass here, but uh, I wouldn't touch. Uh, if I, I would, if if I was putting, if I had to put a bet down to say that th- these prospects were gonna be, you know, something more than than what I've seen other teams have, which is maybe like a an Edvinson and a Cider in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And you know some other prospects. I wouldn't touch this bet with a ten foot pole. Um, I think you know you trade them. Uh, you know a couple, couple guys, a couple of our guys. I think I think things change. But what I'm saying, the only reason I'm saying is that is because they got also they got Tracy, they got Perot, Jacob Perot. They got they do have um, a decent pool of prospects in terms of the forwards. Um, they're not that bad. Um, you could also send them a forward prospect if they wanted it. Um, I just feel like any of the U-Hauls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I could. You send them. Tell you the honest truth. I mean, there's there's players you can send them that are you know are decent, like Owen Beck or something like that, and Owen Beck, Jordan Harris, a first and a second. I mean, and some people will say that no way. Like, there's I've seen Habs fans say no way. Um, uh, Zegris isn't even worth that. He's skilled, but he has nothing else to his game. And I've I see mm-hmm. I see points of that. Zegris hasn't been there this season. Um, and there isn't a whole lot. I feel like he's more one-dimensional than people think. But at the same time, he's a highlight real player, and that puts his stocks up. Um, you know, if 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 Kovacevic was on the highlight reel every night because he does a lacrosse move, um, you wouldn't start saying he's better than Kale McCarr. Uh, no, he's fucking Kovacevic. So um, Zegris, maybe they look at him and say, you know what, we'd rather go with Leo Carlson and all these guys, etc., as our center core rather than this guy who plays better as a winger and is, you know, is not really that sniper that we need or that PK player or that number one center. And we'd rather have a couple um, prospects and a couple picks because they don't have the picks either. So I don't know. Am I sold on Zegris to the point where I really, really want him? I think we could live without him, but that's a, at the end of the day, that's if you, if you can make that move happen, I think you should go for it. Something in me too much. tells me that he, he, I'm telling you, like I get sometimes those feelings. Mm-hmm. I think he will come to Montreal. Yeah. I saw someone tweet, uh, uh, my phone does this. They, some r- random account will tweet it, and then it will pop up my notification. So it said we traded for Zegras, and mm-hmm. I like shat myself. But at my initial reaction, I was very, <laughs> very happy, um, yeah. and I didn't even see what we gave up. This app and, is playing with your emotions. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. You know, first uh, Elon can't make a car, and he can't make an app. So um, yeah. there you go. <laughs> All you Tesla drivers out there. Um, Okay, uh, so things around the league. Any items you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we kind of did cover everything. I, I just want to—I don't want to finish out on the Don Cherry note here, but I—I I just want to mention that uh, tonight in the game, um, I invite you, since you didn't, you were not able to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallagher scored a goal, and two feet away from him was Evans immediately looking for that hug or the high five. Gallagher mm-hmm. turns around, like completely ignores him, 
turns around, takes a look at who passed the puck. You know, like like Austin Matthews does with Marner. Like, yeah. oh, uh, my God, yeah, wow, what a pass. You know, <laughs> yeah. he did that, which is yeah. fine. So I, I get yeah. it. Okay, he wants to pretend for his new girlfriend that he's a balding, you know, scorer and all that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I get it. It's okay, you know. Yeah. But um, he turns around. He goes there. He hugs with three other guys or whatever. Evans finally joins them again. And then he goes again for like a touch or like a hug or whatever. Gallagher ignores him again and goes to the bench so he can like high five everybody. Uh, uh, like, come on. Uh, like Evan is, is probably saying, what am I, a joke to you? Like, uh, you know, like um, I well, didn't like that. Yeah. I have to tell you, like for someone who hates Gallagher as much as me, <laughs> um, this season, like there was a very short period in time where you know, the, the end of last season and the beginning of this season where it was hilarious for me to see him struggle and just be awful and stuff like that. But that gets kind of old. You don't want to just be on, on someone's back all the time. So yeah. I was actually pretty happy. With, you know, when you expect nothing from someone and he's scoring goals and, yeah. and all that, you're happy, you know, like, so I kind of forgot about hating him and up until tonight when I saw that. So um, <laughs> I got to yeah. actually look at that. The Gallagher goal. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Like, why would you do this? And don't okay. tell me you didn't see him. He was right in front of your face. Like he, he you know, anyways. Um, other well, things are on the league. I, yeah. I wonder what your reaction would be if that was uh, someone not Evans. Because, you know, like who cares about that game? Like, yeah, exactly. Imagine that was like, I don't know, Caulfield or something. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> I think everyone would lose their shit. Maybe. Um, yeah. Or maybe I'm, I'm completely wrong and I, nobody saw it. But like, I didn't see a single reaction online about this so um look let's let's go through um yeah if you ever see that like let, let me know and uh, oh, i'll look at it sure, i'll look sure. at it so um again we kind of took a long time here to talk about the habs but uh, since this is the first episode of the year um we don't have to obviously do a quick round table of the entire league here but we can definitely you know in the theme of new year resolutions and stuff we can kind of you know, maybe target a few teams, what we wish to see for them in the next year. Um, did you want to play that game a little bit here? Do you, did you want to mention like maybe a team or two or three uh, that you wish something for them as a, as a um, new year resolution? Yeah. And are we taking this to, just to the end of the season? Like what we want to see for them for the rest of this? Probably the of... calendar year. So probably okay. like that includes the, the, the draft. So you can make a comment if you want about, oh, well, this team needs to draft a goalie can say oh they need they need to sign a ufa or whatever okay yeah um yeah i've definitely got a couple i I definitely a few came to my mind um right off the bat um i guess i'll start here um i think this is a given uh i'll go with the washington capitals okay um this is a team that's that you know like when i was watching them in 2018 like i watching them like i'm a fan or something like when they made it to the stanley cup final and won um you know like it was like this team's on top with braden holpe and all these guys and 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 like i said you know braden holpe's it was was definitely a factor but ovechkin and but you look now and it's like still this, you know, Wilson and, and Carlson and oh my gosh, like what are we, an, an old retirement home? Yeah. But then you look at Ovechkin and the guy, you know, he's, I think he's scored a few as of recently, but 
he's not scoring goals. And I literally think he just doesn't give a shit. Like, this team is nothing to him. Like, it doesn't matter if you bring in, like, uh, Bedard. Like, I don't think he'll care because the core is no, dead. Yeah. His best friend who passed him, like, 900 pucks is, you know, in a hospital. And, like, yeah. just the <laughs> Holtby is now turned into, like, um, you know, uh, Dell or something. Like, I, I don't – or Charlie Lindgren. Like, it's just – disaster but if i had a resolution for the washington capitals i would say do what the pittsburgh penguins are doing but the pittsburgh penguins are trying to do is keep legacy and legacy to make the playoffs okay they want to make the playoffs with this core that's it but the capitals i think they're keep their resolution or what they should strive to do is not do it necessarily for the playoffs that's a bonus but do it so that this guy can pass wayne gretzky because Right now, this guy's passing it to like I don't I don't even know who like Rudweed or like just the b- losers. Like, yeah, you have to give this guy some sort of chance. So I say, who cares about the rebuild right now? Who cares? Just sign some guys in free agency for two three years till the end of this guy's contract. Put him on the line. Just get offense going. If you're a 500 team for the next three years, like I would rarely say this. I'm for myself. I'm. It's either you're good or you're bad. And and pick it now because you don't have time to play. But this is Alex Ovechkin, and he needs to get to this milestone. And I feel like people haven't been talking about the fact that this guy's turned into Cole Caulfield or Josh Anderson this season. Like, the guy had, like, He's a got eight nice goals. goals. He's got eight goals. Well, yeah, like, this is crazy. Eight goals. 39 games, eight goals. Yeah, this is ridiculous. And the team's minus 26, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are trying to keep legacy going, are plus 14 in the goal differential. They're not going to – I don't see them making the playoffs, but they are three points behind the Islanders, who are third. So they're in the race. And the Capitals, too. They're only four points behind the Islanders. So they're there. So if I had to say any resolution, maybe it's not just for this, you know, at the start of next season as well. It's find a way to get this guy going again and get him to – Pass Gretzky, because imagine this guy doesn't. Imagine he gets a career injury tomorrow and the guy doesn't play for the next three years and he can't skate. I don't think we'll ever see a goal scorer like this. And, no, I, and, I, agree. I agree. And people are taking it for granted. I took it for granted, and I look at this guy, and when you don't see him scoring goals, it's a travesty. I, so, I'm looking you know, at his uh, at his salary, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I am shocked by the way his uh, by the way his his contract is shaped the current one he's on right now. Mm-hmm. First year of that year, first year sorry of that of that contract, his total salary was five million, which mm-hmm. is you know nothing by Ovechkin standards. Yeah. But for for the for the second year was ten. For this current year it's twelve point five. For uh-huh. next year it's eleven. So I like seeing those numbers. Uh, probably Washington's owner doesn't hate those numbers. But I love seeing those numbers. That means that the guy has real motivation to be in the lineup, um, to, you know, to to make that money. Uh, yeah. But to your point about injuries, there's no predicting there. But he's not a he's not a guy who's known for being injured. He's a, he's a he's a tank. So um, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And don't forget, he negotiated that contract himself. He's his own agent. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So right, he's gonna say, "This is Ovechkin. I get what I want." Okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs> And I'm a listen. I'm a Crosby guy. I love Crosby. I like you know in 2010, one of the before I started watching hockey, this guy was you know one of the first players I learned about. The, you know everyone says everyone knows the great one. Everyone knows Kretzky. No, I knew Crosby before that. So, but at the same time, 
it's not like one or the other. Like I love Ovechkin too. The guy's a tank, like you said, and to see him have eight goals is, is ridiculous. So anyways, yeah, so that's one of them. And I'll go over another just quickly. Um, I would say for the Los Angeles Kings, I don't know if that's a team you were going to talk about. I would say no. uh, let's, um, sh- let's lose the Barry Trotz defensive system hmm. and, and, and have a backup plan in case if you do end up scoring more goals, because they haven't been playing that great as of recently. They've been kind of bad. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been horrible. Okay, he's a third-line center, and the guy is costing his team at the moment. He doesn't have great face-offs. Yes. He doesn't have great points, okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking as a Habs fan here. Um, however, really you know, about that. Yeah. You know, and and Cam Talbot is in the Vesna conversation for a lot of the wrong reasons, considering the team, you know, like I'm one to call out Martin Brodeur as a fraud. Um, I will not call Cam Talbot necessarily that because the guy struggled in his career. But, um, you know, in saying that, he's getting definitely a bit of a, a boost to the season, considering his team's playing fantastic in front of him. Uh, defensively. He's one of the top goalies in the league in terms of goals against average and save percentage, yet he's one of the lowest in terms of high danger shots, shots in total, He, you know, comparative to Connor Hellebuck and Thatcher Demko. Um, you know, it, it's it's a very defensive team. I mean, you saw Mon- Montreal played them the past two times. I think both times shot out. Like, to play the Los Angeles King is like, it's so boring. Like, it's just, tra- like, it's not trap hockey, but it's like, you can't get, you get the puck and there's nothing and you don't get shots. It's just, gosh. So um, they're a great away team. Uh, not so good at the home. But what I'm trying to say here is move off that system. You're going to need it. Um, defense works in the playoffs. But to an extent, we saw Montreal, what they could do with just Philip Dano. But, you know, once you play Tampa Bay Lightning, it doesn't help you that much anymore. Um, and and hope hope that... Cam Talbot is it. Otherwise, have that backup plan because they need a goalie. That was what I was saying at the beginning of the season. They need a goalie. Why didn't they go for Connor Hellebuck? Um, and they went for Dubois. And I don't think they'd give up Hellebuck anyways right now because of how what he's doing for the Jets. But either get a goalie for next season or hope this defense takes you to the playoffs. But offense and goaltending. How about yourself? Any teams I'll in mind? Start off. Yeah, I'll start off with a quick one. Okay. Um, uh, Arizona, they have until the end of this calendar year, I think, to submit a plan for the for the arena. Otherwise, they lose their team, I think. Okay. Um, at least that's the latest that I read. So uh, I wish for them to find an arena and then get that because I, I like their, their team, mm-hmm. even though I was really hyped about Cooley and, and it ended up being maybe a, a one-time thing that happened. So it's not a very consistent thing happening with him. He's he's uh he's basically useless this season. So um we have we often Habs fan give uh heck to uh Stavkovsky, but uh, Cooley is not doing anything for Arizona this season. Um another team that I wish for them to get their act together um is obviously the Flames. Um I wish for them to change every single thing that they have going on. Owner, players, uh, GM, arena, uh, they need, <laughs> it doesn't matter what they change this year. It's it's going to be, it's going to be better. Uh, that's the, the rock bottom, uh, you know, I do wish yeah. for them to find a way to get rid of 
uh, Markstrom if it's possible, just to let Vladara stick around with the um, with Dustin Wolf. So, anyways, there's a lot of changes. Whether it's the goalie, the GM, the coach, the the players, the <laughs> arena, the owner, it's all you know. There's nothing there right now, so it only can go up. Um, the Senators, you know, I am ever since I started watching Hockey March in the last 20, 25 years, Senators have never been good. And I don't even I don't even count those fluke years with Erickson with um, Carlson like uh, going to the semifinals yeah, or whatever they I don't yeah, care about yeah. those yeah when yeah, they lost they're they're a fluke. and we yeah. played them in the playoffs and stuff yeah, yeah I'm not not impressed one bit so um, I am sick and tired of seeing them no good I, I hope that they this new owner brings uh, something better for that. And that's that's kind of negative there. Um, I think yours was pretty positive with Jovechkin. So um, maybe. Well, I was gonna say with uh, yeah. I I do agree with the Ottawa Senators thing. I I I don't like them. Uh, Nobody does. Like it's. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. I the team doesn't. There's nothing like like. I don't care for for Chikrin. The and this is coming from me. Uh. I, a Tim Stutzla despiser. Yeah. I like him as a player. The guy's a very skilled player. I mean, they've got a gem there. This is a superstar. And I'm scratching him. I scratched him tonight. And I'm going to check my phone really quickly just to make sure the guy doesn't have a hat trick right now or something. But I scratched him in my fantasy league. And, he's always minus? Yeah, and he's a minus two tonight. Nothing. So he, that, Exactly. And, I, and, and he was like that the past two games. Minus two again tonight. They just lost to Buffalo 5-3. Hey, you want to talk about fantasy just for a second? What a fantastic trade we made, me and you, with uh, Villardi for um, Kraus. Uh, He's giving you exactly what I'm giving you. Uh, So Kraus, one goal, I think, or one goal, one pass, and you have uh, good production from uh, Villardi. That's a a masterful trade. Well, yeah, exactly. It didn't take... uh, yeah, it took as long to 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 figure it out. I mean, we we made the trade and that was it. And um, we unfortunately had some extremely bad uh, commissioners running the <laughs> league. But <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm actually destroying in our league right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm losing in my other ones, but uh, this one I'm doing pretty good. Actually, Car- Calgary's doing well this right now. Um, I'm glad I benched Monahan. Oh, I should have put Hubert over in. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, so I was gonna just saying I like Tim Stutz. The guy's a fantastic player, but and and he can carry a lineup. I think just this season they like don't forget Tarasenko chose to sign there. And yeah. and I'm sorry, but what has he done this season? Like, like it's it's crazy. And 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 I'm and you mentioned not even Arizona. that. Like they 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 showed clips tonight of um, Forsberg being injured again. Like okay, again. And then like Corpusalo, I forgot he was even there. So he he shows up there, first shot he gets scored on, like for four goals or something. <laughs> like it's, it's just, you know. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's just it's the yeah. same BS. Like it's always the same yeah. BS. And I agree. I think um, what makes uh, actually he's yeah he's eh, he's actually playing decent. But it's pretty season. easy for me to say something as well. I can say that you you can never win anything with Europeans. So uh, mm. uh, Ottawa is at the front of that, but <laughs> but again, you can win a lot with Pedersen in Vancouver, it seems. So I'm not always right. Well, we have yet to see in the playoffs. I mean, you know, 
Oh yeah, that's thing. true. That's Stanley true. Cup, Stanley Cup, but Vancouver. Yeah. I I'm telling you, man. Like every year we take it for granted, and I never do. The playoffs are so different, and I and well, I say I don't take it for granted. I always put like Rangers in Edmonton, thinking the best offensive teams are gonna win it, and it's rarely the case. Um, it's a team that cares the most. Seven games is a is a long time, and you know you can't rely on just offense. So, um, hopefully the Canucks have more of that. I know you're a big fan of Zadorov, so um, that should definitely help. Uh, <laughs> you know the guy who thinks he's Quinn Hughes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any other teams you want to talk about for the resolutions? Not really a resolution, more of a question for you. Do you think this is the year Tampa starts to te- to rebuild? Um, that they finally understand that it's over, or is not this is not an option? It depends. I, I I know you're not gonna like this answer because I sound like you know like some girlfriend here, like I oh I don't know where to eat, but yeah. It depends because of Stamkos. I know Stamkos isn't technically their number one center, but he doesn't have a contract. So the concern is, I, I think it goes there. Like if they don't sign him, what do we expect from this team? And and what I expect is, you know, it's time to start to go down. Um, but they still got guys like Point and Kucherov. And you're not trading these guys, and these guys are still top, some of the best players in the NHL. So 27 and 30 years old. And Vasilevsky. So Vasilevsky, 29. Uh, so I mean, uh, do I see it? This so the only season? two people that are the same age are exactly the same age as Stamkos and Hedman, 33. And 33 isn't that bad. Like you can spend another it is two, bad. three. Se- well, uh, no, yeah, but two, like th- yeah, two more years. Yeah, two, three more years. Yeah. No, like it's not a young team that's you know like uh, they're contenders for the next ten years. Like they're definitely at the end of it. But we said the exact same thing about Boston, and this team's twenty-four, eight, and eight. So that's true. <laughs> they they could get rid of Stamkos and and Hedman and, and Sergachev and and hey or is Hagel on that team? Anyways, yeah, those guys there. step up, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah, the bagel. And all of a sudden, these guys are even better than they were with Stamkos and Hedman. Who knows? Like, but I'm going to say I predict it's coming. Maybe not next season. Maybe the season after that. And then, okay. um, and I'm going to say it's it's more than certain, not more than certain, but more than, than not, that they'll uh, start to tank. Um, right now, they're only fourth in the division, but they are only three points behind Toronto. So, but Montreal's seven points behind them. So, I don't and they're minus seven, so it doesn't seem like they have much goaltending or defense this season. So, um, anyways, I think Tampa Bay will eventually rebuild here because it's going to flip, right? Like Boston and Tampa, and same thing for Washington. It, like at some point they're going to have to rebuild. Same well, like like the, thing about Tampa and Washington is Washington's garbage this season, and Tampa's you know is fourth. okay. Yeah. yeah. And they so, they started like they did like two months of the season without Vasilevsky as, as well. Exactly. So yeah, I remember yeah. that because you had him. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. I could see it coming. The thing is, we expected this flip already. Like, like I made the prediction that Buffalo and Ottawa would be up there, and they're at the bottom again. Like Montreal's ahead of them. Like this is the same. This is we're mulching over the same stuff. Like, like I've, I think we've seen this Atlantic. Um, set up except Montreal. Montreal's been up and down, but we've seen Ottawa and Buffalo and and all these teams at the bottom for like seven years. 
Like we've yeah. seen change no, exactly. in, in yeah, like exactly. the Western Conference and stuff, like Minnesota, like Chicago used to be at the top mount to the bottom, Winnipeg used to be at the bottom mount to the top, all these things. But now it's like the same, like Anaheim, San Jose used to make the playoffs. Now Vancouver's making the playoffs. Edmonton's there. Like, But it's the same thing. Buffalo, Ottawa, seven and eight. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so who knows? I mean, I could say, yeah, Buffalo is going to be replacing Tampa, but maybe Tampa's good for the next three years if Buffalo doesn't do anything. So, well, whatever. As long as Montreal does something. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I was going to make more comments about Ottawa, but I think we covered it. I mean, we will have more time. It's one of those teams that we... It, was almost, it would be almost cruel to do a deep dive of because... What are you gonna bring on a, a guy and say, hey, how was it to go uh, outside the city for the game? And um, <laughs> what'd you see? Not what's like around? Trees. What's around the the arena? Well, there's two highways, one going north, <laughs> one going. You know, like I don't know. So, but I'm just saying, like I'm I'm looking at a tweet here from the last day of the year, uh, 2023. So they yeah. appointed officially um, uh, Steve Steos, who's a, not a player who made any headlines, by the way. I don't know if you used to watch him play, but he, he never made any headlines of nothing. And then they got Dave Poulin from TSN, which yeah. is rare for our all over again. Um, and then I, I don't know who this uh, Ryan bonus guy is, but I'm yeah, assuming he's the... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, it's, it's, I don't know if this looks like, like their, their advanced stats or their geek or, you know, oh, guy. I, I wonder, so. well, bonus, considering there's Rick bonus in Winnipeg, the coach. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this guy is his son or something. Not sure. Not sure. Um, Dave Poulin, obviously called Montreal Canadiens games with uh, Brian Mudrick on TSN. Um, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, play-by, or not play-by-play, but color analysts, I guess they're called. The guy, the second guy. Um, yeah. You like him, uh, Dave Poulin? Uh, no, I was going to say one of my favorites is Mike Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't hear much of anymore. I don't know if he's on Toronto or something, but it was always Dave Poulin. I don't mind him. Way better than Craig Button. That guy's useless. Um, <laughs> the guy just yaps about nothing. But Dave Poulin, I thought, was very had very. He's always yelling at something. Ah, why you do that? Yeah, shut up, man. Uh, Dave Poulin had good chemistry with Byron Mudrick, but it's uh, interesting. It's a lot better than you know Ottawa going for uh, uh, what the heck's the guy's name? Um, uh. That other analyst they hired and fired. Um, oh. Yeah, Mr. Hot Dog, the guy who's licking the hot dog or the yeah, corn dog. Right. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't very Ferraro. I forgot the name. No, it it's P- uh, Pierre Maguire. Yeah, Pierre Maguire. Yeah. Okay, I, I met Pierre Maguire. I didn't. I didn't mean uh, Ray Ferraro. Yeah, so it's Pierre yeah. Maguire. Yeah, the guy with the hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's exact. That's who I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hot so... dog has ruined his career. Uh... <laughs> I have the photo in my phone. <laughs> um, a lot better than uh, Pierre Maguire, so I think I like Dave Poulin. The, whenever the guy would talk, he definitely understood the, <laughs> the understood the game. Um, <laughs> Pierre Maguire only understands corn dogs, anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's anyways, exactly who I had in mind. Yeah. It's so funny looking at the uh, comments on this tweet too, because it's all uh, Senators fans saying, "Oh, we're so back, uh, uh, let's go," and all this stuff, and it's the same shit. They have had like three losses in a row. Uh, it's fucking. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. What a good photo. <laughs> yes. 
this is, and there, there goes the episode. Like it's a yeah. Um, another cool thing that happened as well. We're gonna try to be composed here. So uh, another cool thing that happened just before the year ended as well was the Jackai brothers. Um, both, uh, I think is his name. What is it, uh, Adrian or something like that? So uh, Florian. Florian, yeah, Florian and uh, and Arbor. They both scored at the exact same time on December 30th at 4:11 yeah. p.m. I thought yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, already better uh, better brothers in the Sedines. Anyways, there you um, go. I like that. <laughs> um, that was, uh, you know. Anyways, we, um, we have a lot of very small topics. So we'll go through each one of them really really quickly here. So, any thoughts on? Um, uh, Vezina contender uh, Ilya Samsonov being on waivers <laughs> and uh, and all that. I, I thought you were <laughs> going to say someone else, but uh, yeah. Uh, same thing, different day with Toronto. They get uh, they get the glorified backup and they realize it doesn't work. And they did that yeah. with Jack Campbell. They did it with James Reimer. They did it with uh, what the heck? Matt the other Murray. Guy? Matt, uh, Matt Murray. They did it with. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan Bernier, they did come yeah. on. like it's and you just, know what? Like even if they get Jack Allen, it's gonna be the same thing again. Oh, it's I'm the sure. same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. And then Edmonton picks up the scraps. So uh, <laughs> Edmonton is like, old. oh, I like this. I like <laughs> yeah. this goalie. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, they go to free agency because they play 60 games because Toronto has no one else, and they yeah. play 60 games again a nine ten save percentage because they have a super team in front of them. And then he goes to free agency, gets five million a year, goes to Edmonton, zero defense, and gets exposed for the fraud he is. And that's <laughs> that's that's how it is to be a Toronto goaltender and then uh, go on the market. Um, Samsonov, same thing. I don't think there's much of a comeback there. And they have no one. They that's a resolution. I don't yeah. know what the res that team is done. I'm sorry. I yeah, they need a, there. there's not there's nothing like. <laughs> you have superstar forwards, and we're going to talk about one of them in a second here. But you have superstar forwards, and there's nothing. Montreal has a better chance of doing something in the first round. Like it's ridiculous, yeah. and that's with Sam Montembeau. Like this team, if Toronto, Toronto should give us Matthews for Sam Montembeau. I won't even take it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, next one is I, I didn't really watch too much uh, of the juniors. Actually, I watched nothing. Uh, almost proud to say it, but um, I did like that uh, geeky hit, even though he got uh, thrown out after 11 seconds. Yeah. You know how much I like geeky, and he he oh, was yeah. shown for the wrong reasons during this tournament, but I don't care. He, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be insane. So, um, insane asylum. It'd be insane <laughs> asylum, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of just for fun, but um, if you remember, like. 24CH or the uh, the series and yeah. stuff like that. So if you had to do like a Netflix series on NHL players, which NHL player would you pick for that TV series to follow his life? Oh, that's a good question. Um, nothing's coming to mind right now because I'm trying to think of a player. Yeah. I mean, who... last last player I would I would want is is like Caulfield. He wakes up in the morning and he, you know, he reads a book and then. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what he would say. Yeah, you know, I, you know, just. uh, The worst is Dvorak. I wake up, I go to my rehab, get injured again. (laughs) You know. Yeah, Joel Armia. I wake up, uh, get that $3.4 million check. 
I <laughs> uh, signed for another year under the books. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's some players like, like I'm, and I don't even want to go for someone like, oh, there's. So how about we make this simple? So which team would you like the uh, the series to follow? I just thought the idea was pretty cool, and I think, you know, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's a good idea. I'm just. I think my, like, the worst one could be is Toronto. I think I would not watch even a few minutes of that. Um, I because yeah because whatever they say doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, um, I think uh, I think like I, I, there's some. T- I'm almost inclined to say like. Vancouver, mm-hmm. you know, considering yeah. the coach, because I do, I do like the coach. You know, talk. It's a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a hard ass, but he's what you know. I think he's a good coach. Um, like he's the kind of personality that you want. Uh, you know, it looks like Ken Hughes with his head and you know whatever. Um, and and he's and they got they got some characters on that team. Like I'd like to see how players like Quinn Hughes and and Pedersen, you know. T- behind the scenes and stuff. If I had to pick a player, I'm not going to say guys like Crosby because I've seen stuff like that. If I had to pick a player, I think it would be McKinnon. Oh, yeah. That's a great choice. Because the guy is this captain without having the C. Like, like I want to see what he... Because he takes it so seriously. And I've seen him on Spitting Chicklets and stuff, and he opens up. Like, the guy is really funny, and he loves Crosby, and... I and I want to see more of him, and that's someone I want to see more of. And to see him in like hockey and like behind the scenes, that'd be that'd be fun. Do you have any ideas on that? Like, do you have a player in I mind? I think your answer is unbeatable. I think that's mm. a great answer. Um, I for me, it, the answer is like it, in two parts. I think I didn't really think of Colorado. That's an excellent choice, especially McKinnon or McCarr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to follow them around. Um, but at the same time, I would have liked to see one of the California teams. If we're mm. picking a team like one of these, these guys like wake up, do some surfing, and then they they <laughs> switch sandals so they can go to the to the arena like in yeah. the golf cart, like you know, like it would be interesting <laughs> to see. Um, if you wanted to pick a hand, team for that, I think Florida Panthers would be good. Yeah, I don't really know a lot. Of, I don't really like their players, but yeah, I guess. Well, so. you got like Matthew Kachuk, and like I understand there's some guys, the players, yeah. not so much, but like. You know, considering they just make they, they're kind of a somewhat of a tight knit team, and you know, like Miami mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, like my version of your Vancouver would be the Rangers. I think following the Rangers. Mm, that's a good one. You know, that's a good uh, one. Seeing what Shesterkin is up to is, uh, during his off hours and stuff like that. So I don't know. That's a good. That I like that. I yeah. actually, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because it's um, not like, you know, you're just like, imagine you did Columbus, <laughs> like, the, oh, you know, I'm driving uh, across the fields and I'm home. and uh, Or, or uh, Chicago, like, uh, okay, I'm going to the hospital, getting the x-ray <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, or uh, oh, yeah, um, let's see oh. a Corey Perry behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, oh, what a great uh, episode here of Bedard finding out he's out for two months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Okay. Um, we we have done a lot. I mean, we talked about a lot. Um, question for you: Are you gonna be following this uh, women's uh, hockey league, the PA PWHL? 
Uh, what do you mean by following? Are you going to be... Like, do they even have a team for Vancouver? Like, are, are you going to be interested in that league? Or... Uh... Um, I have a slight interest in it. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy it's happening. I think it's... Uh, I like the recognition it's getting. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, when if I see a Montreal score... Like, Montreal, like, the Habs are involved a little bit. Like, they send Nick Suzuki to watch a game or, or go to a game, I think. Um if I was to be more interested in, and I'm a very simple person, okay, and it's not because I don't like the league, I'm very happy the league's going on, and I'm very happy for the success, and if they can start drafting, like, you know, like, little girls can now go to hockey games and have a purpose yeah. in, in, in looking into getting into a league like this, Yeah. but I, I'm going to tell you this, and it's it might be a bit petty, I I don't want to watch the league right now because of the jerseys. They're a little bit like, bland. Like, I don't that, know what like, they were going for. I think they were going for either they ran out of time and they were not able to produce real ones, or they said to themselves, oh, inaugural season, we all got to look shitty. I have no idea. I, I, I think no idea. I think that's the idea there. But, and I, I it might sound insane to be saying, like, well, how can you not watch a hockey league uh, or support a hockey league just because of the jerseys? No, like... It's like, like I watching get up... the game in black and white. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's true. And listen, I get upset when, you know, like, like I'll call Sam Montebo a loser for having garbage pads, and then he upgrades his pads, and I love him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's this is me, like, the aesthetic of hockey and stuff, and to see those jerseys. But at the same time, if I see a highlight reel, I'll watch it, and I'll be impressed, like, some of these wrist shots and stuff, and the crowds, and to see, like, the updates they've been giving up recently. Cool. I'd like to see... I'd like to get more information about it. Like, what do the contracts look like? What is the, like, what is this? I know the rules are a bit different. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I, I saw the thing about the power play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the rules are a bit different. I don't know what the season looks like. Like, these are the things I need to learn Me more about. Zero. Yeah. So, um, and I know the teams are mainly East Coast. So there's no Vancouver team. There's no other team there's in no Canada Vancouver except uh, Montreal and Toronto. Um, I think it's Montreal, Toronto, New York, uh, Minnesota. And I am blanking out on the other ones, but there's, yeah, there's not a whole lot. There's Ottawa. Ottawa's there as well. Oh, is there a team in Ottawa? Yeah, there's a team in Ottawa. Do they have a good website? There's only six teams. It's not too difficult. They, 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 it's a. Well, they they couldn't even manage to. Yeah, they didn't even could could manage pwhl.com. They had to be the the the, yeah command. Like these guys, like a... well, they got a decent looking website here. I mean, it's not bad for a... it's already better than NHL.com. Have you seen uh, Sarah Nurse? Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and uh, these yeah, jerseys Henry are Knight. gonna. I'm gonna, I might just lose my mind here if I gotta look at these anymore. I mean, I mean, look, who made look at these? the stitching, look at the stitching between the letters. Yeah, who made this, man? Like, this is <laughs> pissing me off. Like, why does Boston, Boston is... have a different font? Ex- I was what? gonna say this, the same thing, yeah. What the. F- yeah. And why do they all have the same stupid? St- what is this, man? Okay, so they got the uh, New York, Boston, and Minnesota for the Americans, and Montreal, Ottawa. And Toronto. only only Montreal has a has the Canadian entire thing. Yeah, what the? F- yeah, yeah, this is a bit. Uh, but hey, who knows? I mean, like they got some bit like Hillary Knights, and you know, they like there's some like just looking at the girls on the front page here, I can tell yeah. you a few. And that's pretty good. Like, that's recognition. That's growing the game. Just because if I came to this website and didn't know anybody, that means that there isn't recognition for this league. 
Um, and I think there slowly is. I am. Who's the purple jersey? Minnesota. I do like their jersey color. I wish the LA Kings with with that purple and that black. Oh gosh, that is that is good. But they got to fix this stupid logo. Like, let's get a logo here, girls. Yeah. You know, but they got a decent logo too in terms of the the league. The whole W being the hockey sticks. I mean, it, I I guess you know it doesn't take a a genius to come up with that, but at the same time, you know, it's a catchy looking logo. Um, one one thing that I find pretty hilarious is um, if you look at their schedule until the end of the year. So just to answer your answer. I don't know if this is maybe just because it's it's the inaugural season, but like you asked about the season, and um, so it ends in on May fifth. But what I find hilarious is like there's a whole bunch of like maybe ten games in the end of the season that where the the time of the game is TBD. We don't know yet. No, like uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you know when, when we're going to be playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, that's and hilarious guess, as well. Like even wonder, like the, May fourth. Look at May fourth, Minnesota, New York. There's no time and there's no arena. Like we don't know yet. We'll oh yeah, know. yeah. We'll look at the municipality uh, public skate hours and and and, and book it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I'm looking at the schedule for the league. I don't see May 4th because I'm only seeing till January 28th. Um, no, you have to uh, all the way up. You have oh, to my bad. All months. I, I, yeah, I yeah, you're right. All yeah. months. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we'll we'll see next season how it's gonna be. I, I can't assume. Maybe this is like half a season, so it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I do like the fact that they're uh, okay. They got to update some of these things. If you go to their stats page, it's actually pretty decent. Like I wish the NHL did this a little bit better. Um, and and you know like Taylor Heiss, I guess it's Heiss from Minnesota. She was a first round pick, or first overall pick, or something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Um, she most uh, she points, has, most goals. Yeah, you know like which what a, McDavid does in one game, but yeah. <laughs> She has, uh, like, she's, they talk about her accolades here, but what I'm saying is, like, actually, never mind. Her. She's got an, Marie-Philippe Poulain, she has uh, as many goals and points. Uh, actually, the person with the most points is, uh, tied is, is, yeah, Zumwinkle. There's a name. There well, is a, a good name. name. Well, that's that a good is name. a name. Okay. Zumwinkle. <laughs> Zumwinkle, Heiss, and Philippe Poulain. Um, they're at four. Um, goals is Zumwinkle with four. Um, so Zumwinkle has four points and four goals, so four goals. Uh, the goaltending uh, seems like Maddie Rooney is the top. Um, <laughs> Montreal goalies are pretty decent. Looks like Minnesota is actually the best team. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I'd like to see. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, when we do an update, we may do an update on this actually. I wouldn't say we have to uh, necessarily do crazy research, but I definitely like to visit this uh, league uh, at the end of their season uh, just to look at it and maybe look back at some things if we can find it. Um, I'm glad you mentioned this whole thing because I'm actually a little bit interested now. Um, but let's uh, let's get some uh, logos. Let's get some good jerseys. And we'll, so for the Denver Montreal Pocket. team, for the Montreal team, when you go to buy tickets for them, it tells you like which arena. So there's a, they apparently play in two arenas. One is they call the Verdun um auditorium and the other one is the plus bill where the, the the rocket plays yeah um so if you click on the rocket plays you don't have to do it but like i'm just saying so when you click on the rocket um arena 
uh, you can go to four games for $94. So yeah, that's actually not bad. It's like a WHL ticket. $23 and a half, basically. Yeah, it's like WHL. It's not bad, no? I mean, yeah, the Vancouver Giants. With this. Yeah, it's actually, that's decent, yeah. And you're seeing, like, you know, better than... For 20 bucks, like, you have no excuse. Like, what do you want more? Like, 20 bucks. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. actually not bad. Like, I... It, well, so I'll end it off with this, um, just so we can move on. If Vancouver got a team, I would probably go to a game, yeah. Like, I, I'm interested in it. Like, like you got some, you got some players here that have some recognition and who knows like the recognition because it looks like teams are supportive of it like the nhl supportive of it um yeah like they almost treat it a bit like an affiliate or at least uh hockey networks do mm-hmm. so there's reckon there's there's retweets and and highlight videos and stuff so you know maybe s- some of these girls might get a name for themselves like, like I said, and the reason I mentioned Heiss is because, you know, she's drafted high and she's proving that she's talented. So it's like, I would also like to compare this start of the league with the the start of the NHL. Obviously, it's a different time period, but I, I can probably put money on the table. It probably started looking like this, like a short season, garbage jerseys, uh, you know, like no one knows who these people are. You got some guy from uh, the NHA or something or the or the the hockey association from the 1900s who's who had 100 points in 10 games because he was you know pretty much a chain smoker is like like so I'm I'm sure it's 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 a similar startup so give this team give this league a couple years I think uh, you know but hopefully I, I I remember they tried to do this a few years ago didn't they try to do something like this a few years ago and they just lost the funding maybe. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I recall it was a big, big story, but it didn't seem as big as this league. Like it was a women's hockey league that just didn't get the the sponsors, and they had to shut it down. Oh, but, I see. But this seems way bigger. Maybe no, it's but like this seems sure a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I think they're gonna have real team names, real jerseys by next year. Um, yeah, this is just for the inaugural season. Yeah, but it's we'll like, what, what is Montreal going to win, like, as the PWHL Montreal? Like, and what's the cup? Like, that's another thing. What's the trophy? Not sure. Uh, uh, hey, you know what it is? It's the Stanley Cup, not the real one, not the Stanley Cup, but the mug, you know, that mug the, that's the, going on. The, yeah, the, the TikTok <laughs> mug. Yeah. yeah, it's the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um. Anyways, right. uh, do you want to talk about a couple of big items before we end it off here? Um, last thing I wanted to kind of bring up was the just the uh, the um, the well, I mean we can't really finish off without talking a little bit about the the trade between Philadelphia and the Anaheim Ducks. We kind of mentioned yeah. a little bit about Drysdale no longer being there, but um, wondering what what are your thoughts on this? Um, okay, I was how just going to see it. Yeah. Okay, we can probably start off. I was just going to quickly mention the. We can do that, um, but first I'll mention the William Nylander contract. Yeah, okay. Eleven and a half million by eight years. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on this? I don't. I mean, for me, I don't really have the same opinion as a lot of people. Where I actually think Nylander is the second best player of of that core. Mm-hmm. So, and I so agree. for me, yeah. And you so know for what me, I'm like, gonna uh, say? Seeing him getting more than Marner or or Tavares is enough. And I agree. 
I would love to see him on Montreal. But the thing is this. He might be the second best player on that roster. And I do agree with that. The guy's so talented. But he's one of the... And 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 people will give me flack for this because he puts up points. And he might put up good advanced metrics. But he's one of the worst in the playoffs. Because specifically what Jay Fresh said here... Uh, excellent shooter, great passer, terrific puck skills, not noted for defense or physicality. I'm telling you people, you need that. I've seen this guy versus Montreal, and he's a killer offensively, but when he goes on the forecheck, he's scared to hit people in the corners, or he's scared to go for pucks in the corners because he's going to get hit. So then he lets the team get the possession. You you can't afford this in the NHL playoffs. And that's yeah. why they haven't had success, because their core is built with these players. Would you say that, like, I'm taking Matthew Kachuk over anyone in the Toronto core, and he might score less, and even if he scores less in the regular season than Matthews or Nylander or Marner, I'm taking that player because the guy fights like hell. He fights on a broken foot. The guy's, uh, uh, he's, he's a, chir- he chirps. and North and American boy. And he's physical. Well, even like Matthews, like Matthews too, but like Matthews doesn't. No, he doesn't like, have this. Like, and. And he scores way more goals and stuff, but like I don't care for that. So like I'd love to see Nylander play with Suzuki and Caulfield, but then I'd be concerned about what that might mean in the playoffs. But Zero hey, success. first get to the playoffs. Yeah. So you know Nylander definitely gets you to the bloody playoffs, but you know I just don't see it there. I don't see him being the guy who wins the Selkie, and you're like, yeah, that guy is the best player in the playoffs because he fought like hell. Yeah. So I don't know, but hey, good contract. He definitely got paid. I don't know where the heck they get this money from. Uh, hmm. He's um, signed um, for another nine years, including this year. Um, so, and he's already 27, so he's going to be taking it to 36. So, this is an interesting. It, it might not age very well at this point. It may or may and not. And by then, but... it, by then, the 11.5 will be today's seven. The, the, and that's true. But at the same time, you know. I think it's uh, it's it's interesting. I, I I this team is holding on to what they have, and they're just saying, when will it work? Will it, it ever? Work. And I agree. I don't think it ever will. So, oh well. As long as Anyways. you have Giordano and, and stuff like that, like <laughs> Giordano and Samsonov, and I I mean, for every single player that that you think is a positive asset, I can name you like two players that that are bringing the team down. So, well, you mentioned Ottawa, uh, like getting Struble. Like, imagine they got Struble and like uh, Zadorov. Like that team, like it's just so like you make the wrong choices. Yeah, like you make the wrong choices. Like, yeah, you're, but then you're, again, like think of their GM. I, I, people still think it's Dubas. Like people think that oh, okay, everything's under control. This is your new guy who just came in to be the savior, and he is continuing with the same path of, of what Dubas was doing. Um, yeah, I, I I hope I'm wrong. Maybe they they get rid of Tavares tree and they living. get some tree living. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. saying no. I mean that. I mean I mean people still think it's Dubas. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's a new guy who's supposed to be the savior in tree living, and he's doing yeah. the same things as Dubas. So yeah. I don't know. I this this core is just. Uh, I mean, look, did they resign a positive asset? Yes. If they find a way to this offseason, maybe to get rid of Tavares and replace him with two players that can help him, maybe okay. Goalies, there's no more goalies on the on the on the market, it seems. Like unless you bring them up yourself from your own system, it's not happening anymore. 
I think player teams are are starting to really figure out how if a goal. I mean, Montembeau is an exception, but I think teams are starting to really figure out when to let go of goalies. I'm thinking of example Kakonen with uh, with the Wild. He went to San Jose. He didn't achieve anything. Cam Talbot, when he started making rounds after he left the uh, the Rangers, he went to Calgary. He went to some other uh, Edmonton. He went to a few other places. It's the same thing. Like I think yeah. some teams they realize what what they have, it, you know, with them, and they say, yeah. "Well, let him go. It's okay because he's not going to achieve anything." So. Well, it's a good point because goalies are considered voodoo. You're either like you know Sam Montembeau was on waivers, and the guys considered one of the best goalies in Canada. Um, they're the exception of McElhaney, or sorry, McElhaney. <laughs> Uh, Demko and uh, Hellebuck, um, yep. you know, and, you know, it's not hard to be the be- uh, the best after them, considering the other ones are like Samsonov and like uh, uh, Corpusalo. So, um, yeah. but Montembeau has um, been playing quite exceptional. But uh, you're, I think what what teams are realizing is you're good or you're not. And if you're good, you're worth keeping because you can definitely become uh, better. And 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 we have a vision to become better. Uh, if you're not good and we don't want you to be this bad next season, you're gone. And other teams in the NHL don't want to take a risk on it because they don't need it because they've got their version of good. So you put uh, Samsonov on waivers. No one's going to say, well, one man's uh, garbage is another man's treasure. No, yeah. let him go on waivers. I don't care. OK, because there's not really a team in the NHL right now that's desperate for. Like even a, even a, like players. imagine a. Imagine a fan of just give me some random team like I don't care like Nashville or, or yeah Nashville. or some it doesn't matter yeah imagine us we trade Primo to them they're gonna say oh wow hey look at <laughs> this Primo guy you know like he, he looks so good in that but me and you we know that there's nothing there like it's yeah but the same thing it's the same yeah. thing with when Corpusello went to to Ottawa probably like LA is looking at this and saying yeah, good luck with that so yeah it's a it's a good point I mean they got yeah, exactly. And and they took their chances with Talbot and Copley and and I think and, and it pays off, but that's why I say they're voodoo, because Cam Talbot goes to free agency and they say, uh, okay, we'll just grab this random goalie because we're gonna build defensively and um hopefully he plays well. And if he doesn't play well, we're screwed. Um that's why I consider them voodoo, but at the same time, like you said, uh, you know, it's not like a player where you know, different line mates, all this stuff. No, they're still behind the, in between the crease, and they still have the same two, def, two defensemen coming down, uh, defending three forwards coming down the ice. There's not much difference other than maybe a goaltending coach, and whether you're happy or not in your new apartment. Like, that's a lot of the difference. You know, a player can get a new line mate, a better passing. Oh, we got new strategies. We go this way, we go that way, whatever. A goaltender still has to make the same. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a good point. Um, I forgot about my, I, I mentioned Markstone before. Same story. Vancouver took a look at him, took a look at Demko. All right, go ahead. Walk. <laughs> yeah. He walked. You remember like yeah. the, the Vancouver GM really got a lot of shit for that. Like for letting, uh, I think Tanev and, and, uh, I don't know if Tanev was traded, but like both of them, Tanev and Markstone going to Calgary in the same year. Uh, they both walked. Um, they both walked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at that and you get a bunch of assets walking. You look at you, you're definitely upset, but at the same time, it worked out in the end. 
um, not for Calgary, but uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking okay? of uh, walking assets, uh, what yeah. do you think of um, the Cutter uh, Gauthier? Uh, so I got something. I got something to say for this. So I, I was, yeah. I was actually shocked to see uh, uh, the return for Philly, uh, considering I knew absolutely nothing about Cutter Gauthier until the World Juniors, mm-hmm. um, only a little bit. Um, I didn't follow this World Juniors as much as I did last year because A, Canada's team wasn't that great, and B, Jacob Fowler didn't really get that much of a look. Um, I watched a little bit of the American team, but eh. but Cutter Gauthier, I I didn't know until the trade happened that he was drafted fifth overall in 2022. Um, this is like, th- this is a player, like I follow these drafts, and I, I it just escaped me that this guy was a top five pick. So that's why that so i was shocked at first when i saw jamie drysdale and second round pick because i'm pretty big on drysdale i like him he's definitely hasn't had he's so he was kind of rushed into his position he's been eating minutes and he hasn't had the manpower to support his type of play which is more offensive um but i think he's been doing a good job i think philly got a decent defenseman there um, I don't know much about Cutter Goche, but I will say this, and I'll probably end it here. Um, I don't like, and I don't know how it differs with any other league in the world, like Canadian um, leagues like the CHL, but I don't like how American players get to cherry pick where they want to play. They got to close that loophole somewhere somehow because a fifth overall pick is not fair. I understand that. Oh well, you know he's you know he's a human and he gets to choose. Okay, yeah, but you dra- got drafted. You owe some sort of obligation. Like if we, like right there, like players will complain. Oh, what you know the NHL is a business, but it used to be about. Uh, you know, like all oh, the Montreal days where everyone cared about the team and all this stuff. It's not about the number on the back or the name on the back. It's about the one you're wearing in front. But then they'll do stuff like this where they'll, oh, you know, I want to be a flyer. Actually, I've always been a Penguins fan and <laughs> I'm going to Anaheim. Like, and I'm not signing with you. And that's what makes this league more and more just a business. And, okay, we don't care about, like a player will just, ditch the team that gave him the opportunity to come to the NHL and he would have had an opportunity anyways number six number seven but they chose you number five and then you just say screw it now I will say that none of the his the death threats that have been sent to him is warranted um Philly fans are nuts um yeah. I think I've mentioned this before but one of the funniest videos of all time is uh Philly fans throwing the bracelets uh it, which were in honor of their dead, recently dead owner uh, on the ice at, and there's a video of Ovechkin and Wayne Simmons telling everyone to stop. And they were assessed to delay a game penalty because everyone was throwing the bracelets because the flyers were down. Um, shows you what Philly fans, but I just think it's not fair to, to just say no to your team, at least give them a chance. But he just says no. And apparently, and Breer, Daniel Breer had a a a, a good uh, talk about it. Like I don't know what else he said, but there was a little bit of an interview. I, uh, you saw it, yeah, I watched um, it, yeah. Where you know he described basically you know his thought process, and it was like you know he wants to be a flyer, and then he didn't, and 
it got kind of ugly. they couldn't talk to him and stuff yeah exactly and we've we and i think i saw a little bit of the, of the I, i'm not going to jump to conclusions but i think it's a bit of an attitude thing um he's a i feel like it's it's a he's a very not personable but i feel like he's a very uh easy to persuade individual maybe his friends are saying to him on that world juniors team hey come on like you know, you you know you have an, the opportunity to say no to these guys. Like, who cares about Philly? And he goes to talk to his agent. His agent says, "Hey, it's your choice, man." And you know, because the guy's dancing and stuff when he won the gold medal. Like, it's just, it's not a good look, and I don't like it. Is like, he the same Adam, guy, by the way, who danced for the? For the I I feel like it is. I'm I'm okay. like I said, I don't I don't want to be just throwing it out here, um, yeah. because Gauthier made sense unless it's actually no it's not it's not Gauthier it was okay. um uh the Winnipeg Jets prospect uh McGroty mm. um he was the one who danced but I just feel like it's just it's just unfair like you look at Adam Fox like this is the one of the best defensemen in NHL and he said screw you Calgary yeah and he went there and it's like uh you know it's look at where would Calgary be now who knows like the literally, if they, these guys don't make that decision, life like the the NHL is totally different. Adam Fox in Calgary, who knows where the Rangers are? Maybe Tree Living still in in, and maybe the the Flames are making the playoffs over the year because now they're trying to build around Fox. Who knows? Yeah. And I I understand it's their right, but it's just a loophole I want fixed. But anyways, that's enough of me. Do you have any thoughts on this trade? I am not convinced with Drysdale, but um. Uh, I noticed that the second round pick was not for this year, it was for next year. Okay. So I think you know that kind of tells you what what Anaheim thinks of their own rebuild, where they think that next year they're going to be more successful than this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means maybe they keep Gibson and they keep going and, and stuff like that, um, because you don't think you don't give your second round pick for the next year if you think you're going to be uh, worse. So. Um, that tells yeah. me that they think that they're probably done and they need they can just move forward um, unless we see Gibson in two weeks like in Toronto or something but yeah, um, yeah. Um, not really much thoughts about this I, I agree with you and at the same time these coveted draft picks I did not know much about him he was in the same draft as uh, Slavkovsky as well this, this cutter yeah that, guy. that's why I can't believe I but like look at the hype around him like I'm, I'm looking at the at the draft here so out of the top 10 in that draft cutter Gauthier is the only player who didn't play a single NHL game which actually yeah. might be a good thing because now maybe this guy got the most development or not or something I have no idea but maybe that's a that's... good thing maybe that's a positive as positive and negative I have no idea so yeah, it's a it's a good point. Um, Maybe that's why he was pissed off. Maybe he was seeing everybody going to the NHL except for him. No clue. Well, yeah, I mean, but if that's what he's thinking about, how much development did he get? Um, and you're no right clue. about pa- you're, you're right about Pavel Mintikov, by the way, the guy for the Ducks. He's a decent defenseman. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gauthier. Uh, yeah, I. Don't forget, Drysdale was number six overall pick just in 2020, so that was uh, uh, Caden Gooley. So basically, Philadelphia they accelerated their rebuild basically because they know that that Mishkov is not going to need you know six years in the AHL 
he's gonna yeah. come in yeah. and what he's gonna give you at 19 is gonna be the same thing he's gonna give you at 22. you know yeah, so he does he doesn't need that so yeah, that's a good point you made there. I mean, yeah, they and they get a young offensive defenseman who, you know, he just got his first point against Montreal as a flyer. Um, you know, Drysdale, I, I like him. Um, uh, but I will say this doesn't bode well for Anaheim in a sense, considering Zegris made a quote that said, uh, you know, he slept. Oh, I slept with him. I peed with him. Um, quote, really? You know, word for word. Yeah. Did you not see that? No. It was a bit weird. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, I slept with the guy. They're best friends. And Zegers and Gauthier? No, Zegers and Drysdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're best friends. And um, and I always liked Drysdale. I was a um, big fan of him when he got drafted. Um, I just think he's gotten too much responsibility. But the guy, you know, five points in 10 games with Anaheim this season, a couple of injuries. I think he's been injured as well as um, that, but now he is a point in in Philly, and I think I, I think once this team gets going, I don't know what else they have down the prospect pool, but um, you know if a player, I, I think they got something out of this. Like like they didn't just get nothing. Like they didn't lose because you know a guy who says I don't want to go stay here, they got something out of it. Did they get? Um, you know, uh, McDavid or, you know, whatever. No, but they got a sixth overall pick a couple years back for a fifth overall pick uh, one year back. And they got a second round pick out of it. So I think the value is there. So I don't think Philly got uh, shafted. Um, yeah. well, if Cutter Gauthier's career goes down the hole and Drysdale succeeds, we know who won and it's not Gauthier. So yeah. I don't know. I, those things, I don't like those situations. But when I saw it, I was like, this is ridiculous. Um Speaking of Philly, I was just going to mention, did you see that Torts video where he's talking about that guy who talked about Kevin Hayes? Yeah, but I don't know what the Kevin story is. I saw the video, but I don't know what the... I saw the video too. I'm not sure about the Kevin story either. So maybe we truth. can cover that next episode. Yeah, I'll look into that. But that's interesting because like, I love when Torts... Uh, <laughs> in New York, he did it a lot more. I think he's been a lot more cool-tempered or either the, the media just hasn't been focusing on it. Um, but you know, just telling a guy off writing a shitty article, I love that. Um, yeah. you know, he doesn't care if he gets fired or, or he's never going to get fired, but he doesn't care if he gets fined. But, uh, you know, you don't just write stuff about, uh, they don't, I wish they'd do some of that stuff with some of the articles I read. Uh, I don't read much of it considering a lot of the French media here or in Montreal seems to be writing a lot of the nasty stuff <laughs> or the, or the, you know, so maybe some of the players don't read it cause they don't understand the headlines and stuff, but uh, you'd think guys like, uh, you know, even probably Kent Hughes doesn't give a shit. So, um, oh, yeah. well, whatever. Yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Not much. I mean, not much. I mean, we can cover, uh, we can talk about Flurry. I think he's going to be, be reaching more more milestones uh, by the time we do the next episode. Um, I know he yeah, passed can... uh, Patrick Roy, I think, or was it? Or Yeah, yeah. Patrick Roy for second all time. I mean, well, he'll pass more milestones by the time we talk about it again. Well, so we can gonna... cover Fleur, uh, the flower, um, yeah. the next one, look back at his career. Um, I, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, I, I've always kind of, I've always liked Fleury. It'd be nice if he came to Montreal for a season. I'm, I'll have a lot more to mention about him, but yeah. I mean, maybe he will be in Montreal, but I don't think so. Okay, who knows? Okay, yeah. we'll save him for the next episode. Then. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, well, that's it for me. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was a good. Uh... It's, uh, it's freezing. No, it's not. It's freezing. You should just you should just come here instead. Can you... Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what do you what did you do today? Oh, I looked at the highway. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Alberta activities. Anyways. <laughs> Um, well, it, it, you, you guys have snow out there? Because I saw your weather. It's freezing, but yeah, it says it's, it's, it's like a... sunny. Yeah, it's always sunny in Calgary. That's but good. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Okay. And the reason I didn't want to mention this is because our episode is <laughs> going a little long. But well, that's why I was I was saying, like, that's it? You don't have anything yeah. else? <laughs> <laughs> I am glad you reminded me. I could have always mentioned this next episode, but I do want to mention this to you. So this guy I just learned about, and I haven't like read articles on this guy, but his name is Tony Hand, and I opted to search this guy up on HockeyDB. This guy mm-hmm. is the Scottish Wayne Gretzky. And, and I say, and I pose the question, what if Tony Hand had decided to go to the NHL? Now, is he going to be, would he be Ring Gretzky in the NHL? I don't think so. But this guy's stats are unbelievable. <laughs> uh, are you looking at it by any chance? Yes, on my birthday. It's, it's, so this guy played in the, for Scotland in, in the Scottish Hockey Leagues. Um, you know, who, who, who cares about, you know, but, you know, this guy would get uh, 200 points in, in 40 games a season. Like, uh yeah. <laughs> 80 goals in 30 games like this is crazy and he had a such a long career from 81 to 2014 yeah <laughs> and you know like it's crazy and in 2014 the guy's basically a point per game and yes he's playing for garbage <laughs> uh english or or you know like these stupid hockey leagues yeah the the you know a bunch of beer leaguers or whatever but at the same time you know, he played in the WHL for the Victoria Cougars one year, and he had eight points in three games. What would have happened if this guy the went Conor to the NHL? Uh, uh... <laughs> By the way, uh, talking about Scottish Wayne Gretzky, uh, also drafted, um, Tony Hand was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers in the round 12 of the 86 um, really? NHL draft. Yep. The guy just never made the NHL or what? I don't think he. I think I read somewhere he was uh, homesick. Okay. He did not want to leave home. So yeah, wow. he, uh, he just played hockey his whole life over there, and I just remember something like that. I I there's a good article. There's a couple of videos I was gonna watch, and I wish I did it before this video. But I, I'm so interested in this guy. I don't care for any old hockey player, but like this is insane. And I opt everyone to go search up Tony Hand on HockeyDB. Uh, use hockey to be a friend of the the podcast, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, this is crazy. Like, to, like I'm, and I'm not even joking, guys. Like, like, how do you get this? How do you get these points? Like, this is insane. Like, or maybe and, the guy doesn't know how to count. The, the guy doing the, like, <laughs> yeah, they think this is basketball like, or something. Uh, you know, <laughs> the league actually has like, uh, you know, f- uh, five pointers. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. One goal equals like five goals. <laughs> No, but this is I'm, insane. Like, I'm looking at this, like, uh, 35 games, 66, uh, 66 goals, 35 games, 86 goals, 
126 <laughs> assists. You know? Like, is it is it like 12 players on each on each side, like on the ice? Like, how the hell do you get all? Have you ever seen on TikTok or or on Instagram or whatever one of those? Uh, it's like they're skating with a soccer ball, but they're like kicking the soccer ball with their skates. No, I this, yeah. it's it's yeah. like this i don't know if it's a real sport or if it's a joke but they're like skating on a huge surface of ice and they got a soccer net and they're they're like playing hockey slash soccer so i feel like that's the sport this guy was playing here um but even like on his season when he scored um 105 goals in 35 games <laughs> with uh, 111 assists yeah. um so for a total of 216 points in 35 yeah. games uh he stayed 86 minutes in the penalty box uh yeah seemed a bit like a goon too um yeah not that big of a player too i mean a five foot ten uh center now would he have done this in the nhl no i don't think so but, but would he have been the, a decent yeah, player hilarious. i think he had the freaking skill yeah that's you that's know? a good find yeah i, I like know uh, when i when <laughs> so i saw this and i saw it and i searched up and i was flabbergasted at these stats these stats are crazy these are gretzky like gretzky was shit compared to this like yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, reminded me to post this because, um, and, and maybe I'll look into something. Uh, also, I don't there, think there's some had... videos on YouTube uh, on the way, by, by the way, about this guy. Yeah, he's never had a 100 point per game season, too, by the way. Like when he was like 55 playing uh, in 2014, the guy was still over point per game. Like, and in the playoffs, and the thing is, HockeyDB doesn't count the, um... oh, and don't forget this guy, uh, Holy heck! Look at the tournaments. RDS, yeah, RDS has done a has done a, a capsule about him, saying that this is an Oilers choice that has uh, accumulated four thousand points in his career. <laughs> and by the way, don't forget, um, and sorry, forget like you've known this your whole life, but uh, don't um, go before understanding the fact that this guy not only played and scored two hundred points, but he was a coach. At the same time. Really? Yeah. If you scroll down. Oh, sorry. And I'm looking on uh, a different website on Elite Prospects. And you look at, he has a team staff history. And from 2001 to 2020, he's still a head coach, by the way. He's he's still in <laughs> hockey. He's a head coach this season for the Whitley Warriors. I don't know where the heck that is. But, when he, but there's so many things where he says he's a player coach, player coach, player coach. This guy coached the team and played. Come on, let's like, go. Follow me here. <laughs> hey, get off the ice. You three over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Now, like like we said, I mean, this guy could have been playing against absolute bozos and probably was. Yeah. But, you know, those bozos are also playing against bozos and they don't yeah, do this. True. So this guy, <laughs> this guy could have been something, I think, uh, you know, like I said, not Gretzky, but uh I don't know. I don't know what comparable we'll have here, but maybe like a you know today's uh, today's Marner or something or McKinnon like yeah. of 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 then. So you know scoring maybe a thousand points like this is crazy. Anyways, that's a good point. That's yeah. A good point. So I opt everyone to go look at that. But aside from that, now I have nothing left to Excellent. say unless you send me yeah. another message. No, I'm good. That's <laughs> that's about it. I think this was a good uh, good episode. Good. Uh, we covered it, a lot. Uh, we covered a lot. I mean, we're doing dog. less episodes these days, but we're. Uh, I'm liking the ones that we're doing, so this is good. I yeah, we'll see. We cleared uh, a few things, and that's what happens, right? Like when we don't do a lot of episodes, we have yeah, more we things to talk, to talk about. about. So 
Yeah. yeah, hopefully some of you stuck through this. Um, you know, it's a long episode. We've got a lot of things to talk about. Um, I know Danny's got some some deep dives planned. Um, so we'll yeah. probably get to a more uh, regiment schedule. I'm kind of busy in my personal life at the moment with work, so I can't promise uh, uh, a fantastic um, ear-catching content uh, the next week or so. But at the same time, uh, we'd like to get back on a on a decent schedule here, doing what we know. Um, Aside from that, yeah, like you said, we've also covered a lot. So there isn't a maybe with Tony Hand deep dive. We were thinking of these player deep dives. Maybe that's, that's a play. I can almost Holy. bet that I've, you know, it's it's a, it's amazing that I've never heard of this. But uh, well, no, me neither. Like when I but did the guy it, do anything to the NHL? Like this guy should be celebrated. Like uh, you know what? Like I'll be looking at random things now. Like he he should be at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Right, like it's not only for the uh, no. NHL, right? So uh, no, exactly. He should be in the. This is the one. This if in, in in terms of stats, best player in yeah. history. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Um. So yeah. Uh. I any score. So I I wonder if I can see. I'm gonna look for some videos too. That'd be interesting. Um. New episode title: Tony Hand. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. we can do that. All right, sir. Thank you so All right. much. It's been fun for listening. Yep. All right. See you guys. Bye guys. New episodes drop every week on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Google podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C2C THP.